Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hello and welcome to The Backpack. My name is Daniel and I'm one of your hosts for this podcast series as we're jumping back into a segment we like to call the trail mix. We're reaching in for a morsel, a snack, and an M&M, if you will, to energize you in your walk with Jesus this week. Today we have Blake Lawyer back with us again as we dive into our next topic of prayer. You ready for round two, Blake? I'm ready, but I've got to ask you the same question. What is your least favorite part of trail mix? Uh, it would be trail mix. I do not like trail mix at, at all? all. No, I don't do you, like those intermingling. Okay. You don't like the intermingling. So if we take all the, the, you know, we take the parts and we separate them, what's good, what's bad. I'm a big fan of M&Ms and the sunflower seeds. Okay. All right. But all together. But it, do you like sunflower seeds? Like where you've got to like, you know, I mean, I played baseball, put them around in your mouth and spit them out. And, That's the ideal scenario. Okay. So I'll, I'll eat them on a salad too. It's like, they're like fake then when it's in trail mix. Cause they're already out of the shell. Yeah. It's the lazy man's. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I'm with you. All right. All right. Did you ever answer last week what your favorite was or did you just put both of us on the spot? That's what I get to do. Right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. So let's get into prayer today. So if this is your first time setting out to regularly get into prayer, you know, last week we talked about reading scripture and getting into the Bible for the first time or again after being stagnant for a while. How do you get into a, a solid prayer time, um, getting your prayer life going or or reignited? What's the most important thing people need to know? Well, I feel like at this point I could use about a million Christianisms that people have used to talk about prayer and, and insert them here. And so, um, to be honest with you, uh, hearing all those things growing up in the church, it was kind of confusing. Like what in the world is prayer other than just, you know, what I see people doing. And, um, so I've decided that I, I, this is what I would say. You will never feel like you're doing prayer, right? And if you do, you're not. Like if you feel like you've got prayer figured out or you know what the one thing is to like make prayer click, then you don't. I really like that. I think that's 100% true because the way I pray even day to day changes very much in the tone, very much in the content. And you look back and like, was that prayer? I think that was prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that uh, along with this idea that and I don't even remember, you know, when it kind of first was introduced to me, but somebody said to me that, you know, whatever you have to say to God, he can handle it. Like he can handle it. And, um, I think that was very freeing for me in terms of thinking about what does it look like to really begin to, to have this conversation, this communion, this connection with God. Cause all those, all those C words, I'm a preacher, right? All those C words are good descriptions of prayer. It is a conversation. It is communication. It's communion with him. And, um, the reality is, is that whatever comes up, if, if, if my heart and mind are set on communing, being with God, whatever comes out of that, he can handle it. I think that's something that we sometimes forget that, that God is big enough to handle literally anything that comes out of our mouths. Yeah. And even when we don't know what to say, we know the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit will intervene for us, right? And yeah. and, and take care of that translation for us. So you may not have been able to tell me what your favorite part of Chex Mix was, but I can, not Chex Mix, Trail Mix. Trail Mix. Chex Mix, on the other hand, very good. That's weird. I mean, how can you, how can you like Chex Mix 
but not trail mix. I mean, both of those things are mixtures of different items. How can, that's That doesn't work. Yeah, you can mix a lot of things into a bowl and it still tastes like garbage too. So these things that are in Chex Mix are all salty and they're all different levels of crunch. You can mix Captain Crunch with Cinnamon Toast Crunch and it's still good because it's crunchy and sweet, that's, right? They're both crunchy and sweet. That is incredibly wrong. That is even more wrong. <laughs> this is bad. This is so bad. Ask the next question. I think that's probably best. This is bad. I'm being judged by our pastor. Yes. All right. So let's continue on in our discussion. We call that discernment. <laughs> We're talking about prayer. Okay. So you you explained, you know, how someone can kind of get out on, on their first foot of prayer and what's the most important thing to get started. But talk to me a little bit about what does that discipline look like in your life? What does prayer look like in your life and how has it helped you grow in your walk with Jesus? Like what's happened to affect your view of prayer and how you participate in it? Man, that's so good. There's a lot in that question. As you're talking about that, I think, I just think this about prayer that I realize that so much of what I do in prayer, how I pray, what I pray is influenced by the people around me that I hear praying or that I see praying. And that's been different, different seasons because I'm around different people. But as I kind of think about what that's looked like in my life, I go all the way back, um, you know, growing up in church and my dad was a, a leader, a lay elder in our church and the elders in our church, we, we did communion every Sunday and, and an elder would go up and give a devotion and then they would pray for the communion. And my dad was, is relatively a man of few words. And so those Sundays where he was leading from the front were, they were just kind of unique. Uh, he was one of those guys that didn't always have a lot to say, but when he did, everybody leaned in. And so, um, he would, he would give these incredible devotions and then, um, he would just pray from his heart. And uh, I can remember that having a huge impact on me. Um, one, just because I felt like I was, I was kind of seeing my dad's heart, but, um, you don't realize that that's actually beginning to shape the way that you pray and that you think about prayer. Public prayer is so different than, than our prayer life with the Lord, but that was really what kind of, um, you know, maybe set some groundwork for me. I can remember then kind of the next thing was, and, and, and honestly, you know, there's a ton of acronyms about like, how do you pray? I heard it on the radio. Like, what is the right way to pray? This is, I think air one or, you know, one of those the other day and, and everybody had their different acronyms, but the one that has always stuck with me is acts, uh, which is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So Adoration being just telling, you know, ascribing to God his glory, who he is, adoring who he is, um, confession, um, you know, confessing your sins, confessing who you are before God, um, thanksgiving, you know, what, what am I thankful for? What am I grateful for to God? And then at the end of all that, supplication or asking, making requests. And, you, you know, I would guess that if you listen to me pray, <laughs> but be it on a Sunday morning or if you hear me pray, anytime you hear me pray, there's probably some semblance of that structure in my prayer. So um, that's that's one thing that it's always looked like. I remember reading a book uh, in college called The 10-Second Prayer Principle. Uh, that was kind of a, a shifter for me because it moved me from more of these public, like very methodical prayers to uh, kind of that communion that just, you know, any point in my day, any point of, you know, consciousness, I can connect with God, even if it's just a uh, an under your breath uh, or not even vocalized, but just, you know, in one thought, just, man, Lord, I'm lifting this up to you. Uh, that was a, a huge shift for me. And honestly, I, I can say that today, like in my life, the sweetest prayers, um, the Lord just has this way. I, I'm very grateful for it. Like when I wake up in the morning, he has this way of just drawing me into himself. And, and there's these 
um, I don't know, just this kind of this, like, it feels unfair to say, like, because I feel like I'm half awake, but there's just this sweet time with the Lord where it's like he's setting my mind for the day. And, and um, you know, it doesn't happen every day. I'm not saying that. But but those days where you can really sense that the Lord is calling you into himself to, to start the day, those have been really sweet. So, the, the, you know, those are just some of the ways that prayer has kind of fleshed its, its way out in my life. Yeah, and that that really mirrors, you know, if you were to go in into scripture and read the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. is laid out in that exact same template, if you will, right? That yeah. the acts mm-hmm. uh, mentality, but but you're right. There's a uh, something sweet about just the the simple simpleness that prayer can be, yeah. and you know, trying to discern what a public prayer should be versus what private prayer should be. At the end of the day, prayer is prayer, and communication is communication, and you know, when you're real with God, even in, in front of public eyes and ears, people are going to connect to that conversation that you're having with God when yeah. it's real. Yep. So, I mean, prayer is, is one of those touchy subjects, especially when you're talking about things with a group. Um, and you know, you have moments where you ask the question, so who wants to pray? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because there are constantly roadblocks in the minds of, of people listening to this podcast, um, in the minds of people at, you know, at CCC and, and all around when it comes to pursuing this discipline of prayer, because there are so many things that, that we tend to think of so many moments where we feel, um, extremely vulnerable, so many times where we feel unworthy to mm-hmm. even go to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do we overcome some of these roadblocks? Yeah. So I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to read a quote um, from Richard Foster in his book, Celebration of Discipline, uh, which is a must-have. Uh, th- there's a resource. Put it in your backpack. Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline. Uh, I'm going to read this quote, and then I, I think it helps to to frame what the big roadblock is with prayer. He says, to pray is to change. Prayer is the central avenue God uses to transform us. If we are unwilling to change, we will abandon prayer as a noticeable characteristic in our lives. When I read that, first of all, it's you know, like it's 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 one of those things that's automatically convicting, right? Like, I feel like I need to go home now. I right? Just, I feel you know, bad. It's, it's it's just like oh, you know, I I don't even want to wrestle with that. Like to pray is to change. But I think what he says at the end of that quote is so revealing. If we are unwilling to change, we will abandon prayer. So if you kind of flip that on its head, right? Like when we find ourselves uneasy about prayer, when we find ourselves not praying, when we, and and I don't want to shame anybody who doesn't want to pray in public, right? That, that's not my intent at all. But when we find a hesitation to move towards prayer, it's probably an indication that we are unwilling to change something in our lives. Maybe we're unwilling to, to let go of the pride. Maybe we're unwilling to let people see our weakness. Maybe we're unwilling to, uh, you know, whatever, give up, whatever we know we're going to have to give up if we're trying to ask God for something else. Like it, it's an indication of, of something in our life that we don't really want to let go of. And, you know, just to think of that, it's like, Oh, like, but you can, you can, you can put that in, into our regular relationships, right? It's like when you don't want to go talk to your mom or dad, when you don't want to go talk to your spouse, it's probably because you don't want to change your mind. Like you want to go out with the guys, but you don't really want to go talk to your wife. It's because you don't want her to say, I really don't want you to go out with the guys. You don't want her to change your plans. Right? So, um, just that idea is, I think that's a huge roadblock to prayer is the fact that so often we are unwilling to change who we are. So 
maybe that's skirting the question a bit, but, um, for a little bit of a gut punch, but I, but I think there's so much truth in it that we have to wrestle with it. I think that's an extremely healthy way to look at it. At the end of the day, we can tend to be our own roadblocks and get in our own ways so many times. And sometimes that comes in the form of our own preferences. So instead of being willing to open ourselves up and and kind of be vulnerable to the situation and Mm -hmm. allow God to be God. Yeah. So you you mentioned that that book that needs to be in the backpack. It's a resource. Yeah. It helps us move forward. It's something that's tangible that we can have with us. You got any other resources out there that can help us pursue prayer in a better way? Yeah. Yeah. So one super practical is, um, you know, a lot of times people are like, especially if you're new to the faith, it's like, what am I supposed to say to God? Well, number one, he can handle anything, right? But there's also the reality of like, he, he is changing us through prayer. And so our prayers begin to, to echo and reflect who God is. And so praying the Psalms is a really incredible way to uh, begin to kind of learn the language of prayer and of, of who God is. And so, um, and you say, well, what do you mean when you say pray the Psalms? Well, uh, begin reading the Psalms and you'll see that, that it's such a heartfelt language. Uh, some of them lend themselves to it better than others, but, but you can really begin to, um, find yourself in the Psalms and to pray those things back to the Lord. We'll just go Psalm 23, you know, super, super noticeable and known. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, I have everything I need. Man, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving me everything. Thank you for being my shepherd, number one, like looking after me. Thank you for giving me everything I need. And just learning to, to pray those things back to him. On the inspirational side, like just beginning to think about all that God can do through prayer and, and to be reminded of the importance of it. Um, there's this little book called Answers to Prayer by George Mueller. And I know you're holding up a book in your hand that no one can see. I know, but it's, it is it is precious to me. Uh George Mueller's stories of how God worked in answering prayer are incredible. So uh, like short synopsis, he felt the Lord calling him to start an orphanage in, uh, I think, the 1800s. Uh, yeah, 1830, late 1830s, and um, hundreds of orphans, thousands of orphans that went through his ministry, and he never asked for a dime. Like just incredible stories of how he would go to the Lord in prayer and people would show up with exactly what was needed to take care of these orphans. Um, and so story after story of just um, how how the Lord works in prayer. So uh, pick that one up as like, you know, shot in the arm boost. Uh, you know, if, if prayer life is stale and you're like, Does, is anybody out there? Pick up that book, Answers to Prayer by George Mueller. I love your example of reading into the Psalms. There's 150 Psalms. There are You're not going to run out fast. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you take one every other day, that'll almost get you through a year. Yeah. Yeah. And what else does that do is it connects us with what was talked about in the last episode of Trail Mix about reading scripture. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're starting to chain together yep. these spiritual disciplines that will then grow into one dynamic yeah. vision, right? Yeah. One picture. Yeah. But so many people have talked about these these first two, the Word of God and prayer. Um, if you've been at Christ Community, you've heard me talk about like these are the to- only two offensive weapons we have in Ephesians, right? Like these are these are our offensive spiritual weapons, the Word of God and prayer. And and in addition to that, like uh, lots of people will say, okay, well, you know, the Word of God is God's word to us, and prayer is often our word back to Him. So.
I mean, you know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully people take away from this that it's just a process that we've got to we've got to get in the habit of, of, of doing and being willing to do opening ourselves up uh, to have the conversation and to do it. Um, I would I would argue at, at the end of the day, when it comes to prayer, it's not about it's not about trying so hard, mm. right? It's just being real with God. I'll, I'll never forget just yesterday, we're on our way to community group and my daughter's in the back seat, and she sees an ambulance go by and she's like, daddy, we got to stop. Mm. I'm like, we'll get out of the way. And she's like, no, no, we got to stop and pray. Man. And she just starts praying in the back seat, and she just turned six years old. She's not the most eloquent speaker. She's not going to get up and be an orator or anything like that, right? Using these big words, but she just spoke with her heart to Mm. God because she knew God was listening. Yeah. And it was so convicting to me that if my six-year-old is ready and willing to just stop and pray, we should be able to do the same thing. Folks, that right there is a red M&M. I think this is so sweet when our kids begin to pray. It's a, it's a gut punch there too. Yeah. Right. Because you just realize that they're just, they're just coming at it from a different lens. They're not jaded. It's so good. So, so anything else you want to leave um, our listeners with before we, we close out this episode of the trail mix, man, I, I, uh, just go pray, go pray. And, or pray and then go, whichever way it works. But, uh, um, you know, church, I'm going to leave you with what I always leave you with. So, you know, put on your backpack and go be the church. All right, Blake, thanks a lot for this week. And listeners, catch us next week as we get into another spiritual discipline. Check out the show notes so that way you can see what resources Blake has been referencing during this episode. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.